the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. 
Amen. Please be seated. Many of you have undoubtedly used Google Earth on your computer or on your mobile device. With this remarkable software, you're able to see the whole of our beautiful planet with its white clouds, green and brown continents, and blue, blue oceans. Then you can zoom in to North America and then the United States then Colorado, then Canyon City, and then even see an aerial view of your own house. The Gospel writer Luke lived some 2,000 years before Google Earth, but I think he understood the concept of starting with a global view and then zooming in to the particular, the local, the personal. For as with Google Earth, you can begin with a picture of the whole planet and zoom down to a particular country, a city, and further down to a street view. So Luke begins his story of Jesus' birth with a wide-angle view of the whole known world and then proceeds to zoom in his met metaphorical camera to a very intimate scene. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. The Emperor Augustus, supreme ruler of the far-flung Roman Empire, orders that a census be taken of all the world. Now, Augustus had been adopted by Julius Caesar as his son. And since Julius Caesar had been officially decreed by the Roman Senate to be a god, Augustus claimed that he was the son of a god. Moreover, in the common usage of that day, the Latin word Augustus was often viewed as the opposite of the word humanus, human. Thus, in taking the name Augustus, the emperor was making clear that he was superior to mere humans. And why does the emperor Augustus register, take a census of the whole world? In order that his subjects might be taxed and the emperor's treasury filled. Luke begins his story of the birth of Jesus with a wide-angle view of the mighty and pervasive Roman Empire and its son-of-a-god ruler, the very epitome of earthly power and subjugation. And then Luke's camera zooms down onto a remote Roman province of Syria where Quirinius is the governor. And then his camera zooms down further still to a backwater town called Nazareth. And further still to a man and a woman 
Joseph and Mary, who, despite the fact that Mary is nine months pregnant, must, at the emperor's command, make the arduous 80-mile journey to the small town of Bethlehem. And in Bethlehem, Luke's camera focuses down onto an animal's feeding trough, a manger, where Mary lays her newborn son because there is no room for them in the inn. On that first Christmas night, the Holy Family shares the plight of the homeless, taking shelter where they can. Luke's camera then pans the hillsides surrounding Bethlehem, where there are shepherds tending their flocks by night. Now, in the culture of that day, shepherds were near the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder and were considered a dishonorable class of people. So we see that, in effect, Luke's Google Earth camera has zoomed down not only geographically from the whole known world to the remote backwater town of Bethlehem, his story has also zoomed down from the highest rung on the political and economic ladder the Emperor Augustus, to almost the lowest rung, where we find the homeless Mary and Joseph and newborn baby and the nameless, scorned shepherds watching their flocks by night. In telling the story of Jesus' birth, Luke subtly but unmistakably draws a contrast on the one hand, there is the Roman emperor who claimed for himself the title son of a god and the name Augustus as opposed to human. On the other hand is the son of the god of all creation whose name is love, who rather than seeing himself as greater than humanity, loves humanity so much that he enters fully into human flesh, becoming one of us, a most vulnerable baby. On the one hand is the self-proclaimed son of God who ruled over all, and on the other hand is the son of the God whose name is love, who became one with all and for all and who was not self-proclaimed as a son of God, but heaven-proclaimed by an angel as Messiah and Lord. That angel tears open the heavens and appears before the terrified shepherds and says to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. for all the people, not just for the emperor or for Roman citizens or for the descendants of Abraham or for the wealthy or for the righteous, but for all, including those bottom of the social ladder shepherds. 
by entering humanity through the womb of an unwed teenage woman living in a small, remote backwater corner of the empire, being born in a stable because there was no room in the inn. The Son of God is saying that he comes for all. By announcing his message to no-account shepherds looked down upon by society, the heavenly angel underscores the words that he proclaims. The good news of great joy is for all the people. Now, did you ever notice those four little words the angel uses? To you is born. Now, normally we would say that a baby is born to its father and mother. I was born to Morgan and Carol Meyer, not to the next door neighbors or to some strangers. But according to the angel, Mary and Joseph are not the only ones to whom this baby is born. For the angel clearly tells the shepherds, to you is born this day a savior. The baby is born not only to Mary and Joseph, but to the shepherds and to all people to whom the good news of great joy is announced, including you and me here this very night. A Savior, the Messiah, born for, for all and to all. And do you see what this does to Luke's story? Luke's Google Earth camera has zoomed out once again, way out, to include all people, the whole of the earth, even those outside the Roman Empire. That is the cosmic scope of Luke's story. And we know from Matthew's birth narrative that foreign wise men from the East, astrologers of an entirely different religion, also are included in the story of this newborn child. He is for them and to them also. The love of God is not going to leave anyone behind whether the world thinks you are important or not, whether you think you're important or not. God loves all, and God especially wants those who don't feel loved or lovable, those who regularly feel like they're on the outside looking in, those who feel forgotten, those who are suffering or grieving or alone, those who have lost their homes to fires or floods or tornadoes or endless wars or divorce or medical bills or simply bad luck. Those who don't believe in God or aren't sure that they do and those who wonder what the point of life is. God especially wants these people to hear the good news of great joy that God loves all. Robert McCracken, one-time preacher at Riverside Church in New York City, was once asked 
why people came to church. He thought for a moment and then said, they come hoping to hear some word from beyond themselves. They come hoping to hear some word from beyond themselves. Tonight, that word from beyond ourselves comes from an angel who tears open the heavens and says, Behold, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. My friends, we are here tonight to listen to this word from beyond ourselves because this night of all the nights of the year we can believe it is true for on this silent night this holy night the veil between earth and heaven is thin indeed and the spirit of god permeates the world You may know that on Christmas Eve 1914, near the beginning of World War I, a war in which over 41 million people died, on that Christmas Eve in 1914, there was an unofficial truce. Wikipedia explains, in some areas, men from both sides of that war ventured into no man's land on Christmas Eve to mingle and exchange food and souvenirs. There were joint burial ceremonies and prisoner swaps, while several meetings ended in carol singing. Men played games of soccer with one another. Sworn enemies in the midst of a world war, singing Christmas carols together playing soccer together. That is the power of this awesome night. Of all the nights of the year, this holy night, we can actually believe it is true that the God of all creation, who is love, was born in human flesh to all, out of love for all, in order to be with us all. Shakespeare writes of the mysterious power of this night in his play Macbeth, in which Marcellus tells his companions, some say that ever against that season comes wherein our Savior's birth is celebrated, the bird of dawning singeth all night long. And then they say, no spirit dare stir abroad. The nights are wholesome. Then no planets strike, no fairy takes, nor witch hath power to charm. So hallowed and so gracious is the time. So hallowed and so gracious is this night when love itself was born to all and for all. This night of all nights, 
can believe it is true. We can know it is true. Mm -hmm.